Okay, listen up. You're now locked into the I Do It For Hip Hop podcast. DJ Bugsy is bringing back the essence of hip hop. Hear the voices from the artists, the DJs, and the movers and shakers that keep the culture alive. Most importantly, they're keeping it the hip hop. Hey, DJ Bugsy, you ready? <laughs> and now to our regular scheduled program. What up, what up, it's your boy DJ Bugsy Welcome back to Door for Hip Hop Podcast This is episode 82 When I tell y'all I've been talking to this brother for some time Behind the scenes And I'm glad he's here in the studio with me I want to welcome to the show My man, Trent Shutter Shady What Thanks. up, bro? Chilling, man, thanks for having me, for sure <laughs> You know, yeah, it's definitely a pleasure to be here It's a nice setup I appreciate it, man lie. You're definitely doing for hip hop most definitely, most definitely. Now, he is the CEO of the Underrated Music Group. He's been around when it comes to hip-hop. Man, we had a, a real crazy debate about hip-hop behind the scenes, but I'm going to bring it into the camera. So I want to start off with, with, with a few debates. I want to start off with, what is your top five hip-hop Philly crews or groups of all time? Top five? Top five. Groups and crews and movements. Shit. So that's you can, you can consider right. that state so, property... The roots, yeah, yeah you so. have to go top five Philly movements of all time. Uh, without being biased, you're gonna have to go state property, <laughs> major figures, dream chasers, okay, uh, OBH. Okay, and, uh, let me see if you got the same thing I got. <laughs> let me think of another group, the roots. Oh, the definitely the roots. Oh, the, all right, yeah, that's yeah. The, they gonna walk home with that one. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Tripping. I, I was thinking outside of them though. Yeah. I was thinking. I was thinking more uh, mainstream gangster hip hop. They right. more they they in the you know they in their own genres like neo soul hip hop. They got their own thing going on. Yeah. So I had the Roots, SP, the Chasers, Major Figures, and OBH, but I also had Takedown Records in there too because yeah, Takedown take, did a lot for hip hop. Yeah, hip-hop. It, it did. So. It did. It gave us Bugsy. Exactly. They gave us the movie. Right. Uh, that was a crazy DVD yeah, era, they had, they, that was a crazy DVD era, and they definitely was ahead of their time. Absolutely. They definitely was free ahead Ace of their time. Yeah, yeah, Free Ace Capone. Yeah, most definitely. And Tim also. And Tim also. Yeah. All right, so the next one is top five Philly mixtapes of all time. Boom. I, I'm going to be biased because I was locked up. Oh, for real? Yeah, so for, for pretty much the whole uh, mixtape era... Mm-hmm. Past, uh, I want to say the best of Cosmic Cavs. Yeah, Bean number one, CD. I got beans. Yeah, bro, I was locked up for everything else after that. All right, so I this missed is, the whole. You missed the whole kind of like mixtape. Yeah, tape, I missed but, that. I missed all all the Hattie catalog. Right. I, I missed Meek catalog. Yeah. Uh, Quillies as well. Okay. I missed that you whole... missed a lot of shit. Hell yeah. I didn't even know it was that serious. <laughs> it was serious, bro, <laughs> when it was going on. But I got number one, Beanie Siegel, DJ Colin McCabe. Um, Major Figures, Volume 1. Okay. Um, number three, Meek Mill, Dream Chasers 2. I mm-hmm. think that's my favorite Dream Chasers mixtape. Number four, I got Beanie Siegel, Public Enemy, number one, with Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. And number five, I got Meek Mill, Flamers, number three, Gangster Girls Edition. I feel like that's the best one. I just feel like that's when Meek really was... Right. Going into the next level. Okay, that's when he was transitioning. Yeah, and he got the breeze straight backs and yeah, Rose, I, Rose came out and I gotta I gotta tune into that. See, from time to time, mm-hmm. I do get to go backwards. Okay, and check out some shit. Yeah, I do. From time like little bro was just putting me on some stuff. Uh we driving down the highway, he's mm-hmm. like, Who you listen to? And I'm like, Nobody. Right. 
He like, no. I'm like, bro, I don't listen to anyone, not rappers. And he like, you know, I listen to like Brent Fiaz. Uh, okay. I'm like stuff like that. Like yeah. I'm somewhere else. That's why when you put snow up, uh, leg rub, yeah. I, I seen it and I, I listen. You to identify her from, with it. Yeah, yeah, I listen to her from time to time. So it's like her. Uh, what's the chick from Alabama name? Chica. Uh, Chica. Yeah. I listen to Chica. You right. feel what I'm yeah. saying? So I'm somewhere. You be on a different zone. I'm I'm listening to uh, Toby and Wagway, and Weeway. Okay. I listen. Yeah, I listen yeah. to Toby. Uh, it's just other people that I listen to. Okay. They doing real dope shit. Right. Excuse my language. But yeah. No, you can, can you cuss. Good. All right, good. This, this, is, this is, you know, you can do your thing. So, all right. So, now I want to get into your story a little bit. So, I know you from 15th in York. Mm-hmm. Part of the heart of North Philly. Yeah, yep. And you grew up in the trenches. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, man. Uh-huh. Uh, my neighborhood was definitely my backyard. My whole neighborhood. Like... Okay. I I was one of them kids that's from one block, but literally I'm mm-hmm. all over the neighborhood. Okay. You get know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, you liable to pull past wherever seeing me mm-hmm. and my homies. Right. You know what I mean? Growing yeah. up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm from 15th New York though. And okay. I grew up also on Cumberland Street, Colorado and Cumberland, 17th and Cumberland. Okay. I grew up there too. Okay. And West Philly. And West Philly. Yeah, 49th and Styles. Okay, so the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Still the bottom. It's it's it's, it's, the, it's, it's that gray area. It's like it's the other between, side of the cemetery. In between. Yeah, like cause you're gonna have dudes from Hoop Streets that's gonna be like, uh, and then but it's the other side of the cemetery. Now tell me when you met the streets and when things got crazy for you the first thing mm. and you did your first stint in jail. Well, it's not, and I know this might sound crazy, I always knew the streets because of the elements that existed in the households that I grew up in. Okay. You understand what I'm right. saying? Uh, I'm from Sittenham Street. Okay. That's between York and Dolphin. Uh, my mom lived in between Dolphin and Susquehanna. I grew up in both blocks. Those are two blocks back to back. One side is my dad's family, the other side is my mom's family. And... As long as I remember, the streets existed right up the street. So going to my dad's house, mm-hmm. you already knew what it was going on up there. Right. Not so much as at my mom's house, but you already knew what was going on up the street. A okay. whole lot of drugs, a whole lot of trapping going on. Yeah. Trapping and gambling. Right. And you knew that's the house I grew up in. Yeah. Like one of them, you know, everybody know that house, on Peaches. Okay. So it was a lot going on there. A lot of hustlers do that. Okay. Yeah, that was my first introduction with the streets. It's just like mm-hmm. not not ever being unfamiliar with them. From the rip. From the rip. And when did you first do your jail stint? Like, how, uh, when did, what happened and what? Okay, okay. So, me and my cousin, uh, he got life now, but mm-hmm. we caught our first case together, and I, I want to say I was like. 11 or 12, mm-hmm. and we seen some kids riding bikes on Broad Street. We hawked them down on our bikes. They had better bikes than us. Jumped off the bikes. We took the bikes. And when we took the bikes, we had chains. Damn. And that, that's what really, that's what really you got You whipped us. them with chains? No, we ain't whipped them with chains. We pulled out chains, but right. in the grand scheme of things, that was an armed robbery. 
that shit crazy. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. So that, from the rip, right? You 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 add it. Yeah, at that's a, a young age. Adult crime, adult crime. You do adult time. So right. They figure like these are stuff that they designated those things as things that adults do. Okay. So once they designate that, once they highlight that, boom, and then classify you like that, you're getting certified, meaning you're ready to go face adult time consequences. Okay. That's crazy. So that was my first Mm -hmm. uh, stint with the law. Then I came home and I went. You went up Glen Mills? No, when I first went in, uh, I went to the center. Okay. Like everybody else, I went to uh, St. Gabe's CBDS. And then from St. Gabe's CBDS, uh, I was able to come home. I was able to come home. Right. But then I was right back. And then from there, I went to uh, the back to the center, charges are dealt again for new crimes. Right. So I got charged for new crimes. Then I got charged for robberies, robberies. So excuse me, Lord, I got the sweater on. Yeah. But I got cool. charged. Mm-hmm. I, I got charged for robberies. Right. And uh That set me down. That set me down for three years. So now we from like 13 to 16. And uh Do you think that particular time changed you or made you like, yo, I gotta get all, my shit all together? Of, all of it was changing me. All of it was changing me. For the better or the worse? For whatever. Right. For like I, I can't tell you if it was for the better or for the worse, but mm-hmm. I don't know where I would be at in life if I didn't learn how to confront Life the way I learned how to confront it, which was in prison. Okay. So like the people who I gravitated to towards, uh, I gravitated towards in prison, they were older. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Right. Uh, more mature. Mm-hmm. They were definitely, I would say, like father figures, and right. one of them in particular from Germantown, old head. Uh, his name is Kevin Johnson. Kevin Johnson. Yeah, everybody okay. know him as Qua. Okay. Uh, but his name is Kevin Johnson. Everybody know him as Kwa. Mm-hmm. Uh, he mm-hmm. single-handedly made sure over the years he never fell out of contact with me. No matter where I was at, whether we was in the same jail together, whether I was on the streets, whether I was doing good, whether I was doing bad, right. whether I was getting back to him as much as he was getting to me or vice versa, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. he made sure that he always left a line of communication open between us. And through that line of communication, he was able to help me become a better person. So I don't know. To this day, you still in contact with him? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I just sent you some money yesterday. Okay. Yeah, hell yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, and like when the whole world was, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't say the whole world, but when it felt like the whole world was like turning their back on me, I had real people, real individual friends that, will hit me up and keep me motivated and keep me going. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. And he was one of them, one of the major ones. Okay. But I don't know where I would be if it wasn't for, for him. yeah, or jail. Right. Dad or jail. Him or jail. Yeah, because I don't know where else I would have got the structure from. Would it would have been the military? Because it definitely wasn't going to be at home. Right. It wasn't going to be at home. Facts. You know, so. Yeah. yeah. So... And getting back to what you said, piggybacking off what you said about the world being against you, I feel like you and Quilly is probably the most hated Philly rappers of all time. Yeah. Do you think that? Yeah. Yeah, me and Dip, me and, uh, me and Quill definitely, uh, 
for two different reasons, but I, I do I agree. Do you identify with him? With and, Quill? Yeah. Like even with some of the stuff he say and even him getting flashy during the times when people thinking he's the worst nigga, he not representing Philly like he should. He coming at me, <laughs> but at the whole time you 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 identify because I remember you saying that identify with Quilly. Yeah, my so, thing is, excuse me, got the pimp rag. <laughs> you know <what> I mean, <laughs> big fella, got to make sure I stay dry. But uh, right, my whole thing with Quilly is, yeah, I, I identify with him a lot. Okay, I do. Okay, I do. There's a lot of things. Uh, I feel as though he underrated. Right. I feel as though, uh, like myself, he took a lot of wrong turns. Okay. I do see past the, you know, the whole mm-hmm. image, the exterior uh, that we as rappers got to put on mm-hmm. a lot of times. And I do see a person that's always trying to make a situation pop. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, no matter what. So, yeah, I always see that with him. He always trying to, he always coming back. As soon as they think they 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 put Quilly out the door, Quilly slid back in. Yeah. Now I think that's what I respect about him the most. Okay. You know what I mean? When it comes to this music shit. Yeah. He not he not just gonna stop. Do I agree with everything he got going on? No. He probably don't agree with everything I got going on. But right. I do uh I do relate to him in certain ways. And it's more so that underdog spirit, that never quit spirit. Right. Cause you know if you get him started, he keep going. <laughs> right, he'll be on live. <laughs> he and gonna just, carry. Yeah, yeah. Top carry. Yeah, he's gonna, he gonna carry. Now it's been a lot of videos that surf surfaced around mm-hmm. media trying to defame your character mm-hmm. from Leak Malls to mm-hmm. you know King Garden. Like, can you speak upon that? What do you think it is that everybody wants to have a story about you? But not the right story from your perspective. Uh, I, I'm, I want to say this, and I want to mm-hmm. really break it down with no right. ups, no downs, just straight, just straight talk, right? For people that don't realize what a slander campaign is, they've never really had. They they've never really experienced life because we've seen slander campaigns go on with people, right? Right. People that were standing up for change, people that were change, people that were advocates of change, and things like that. Right. We seen them yeah. get slandered, slander. right? Absolutely. So now you going with the leak moss in them situation when and I say their situation because that wasn't my situation, and right? a lot of people think it is. A lot okay. of people think that. So, you snitched them out and so for all this time, they were uh allowing people to say I'm the one who got ad blocked up. Right. When the the court documents is clearly out. Right. Fuck the speculation talk over. The court documents is clearly out. Right. Everything that they used and wanted to uh use against him, I guess, was all public record. Witnesses, testimony, mm-hmm. anything they had. Right. That was something against him. You feel me? Yeah. It came out. Even as he was on trial, people were still slandering my name, saying, you know, damn, Shady, they saying you down there at that building testifying the whole time. I'm home. Right. I don't got nothing. I mean, I'm not even in that state. Right. I don't even have nothing to do with none of that. Right. Right? Right. But dude's not going to get up and clear my name. They let, they let the damage seep in. Mm-hmm. So after all of that, it was just quiet. Nobody wasn't saying nothing. Right. 
I wasn't saying nothing because that's not what I'm focused on. Right. They wasn't saying nothing because they had nothing. Right. Right? Right. Some way, somehow, they clicked up with someone who gave them some bad information that they was fiending for so much that they ran with it without verifying it correctly. Okay. See, if you go talk to all of my enemies, mm -hmm. they all going to say a bunch of things. And I'm pretty sure none of them are going to be the right thing. You feel me? Yeah. Go talk to people that I've disagreed with and I'm still cool with so they can give you a balance. Right. They can give you some truth. Yeah. So when I seen uh, what Marston was doing as far as with the paperwork, my thing was, right. well, that's the best thing they could have ever did for me because, number one, put the paperwork up. Right. The paperwork will clear me. Right. Not me hooping and hollering. Yeah. Whatever paperwork you saying you got, right. it's going to clear me because it's not me. So put the paperwork up. I'm not running from that. Right. I'm not ducking that. I'm not hiding from that. I never told on nobody. I never will. Right. Whatever paperwork you got, put it up. Right. So they put it up, snatch it down, put it up, snatch it down. Now they just don't talk about it no more. They do it in secret. Right. They pull up on people. And they had backyard conversations about me. Bro, I don't need no help. If, if I'm a rat, expose me as a rat. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I ain't ducking and hiding. and I'm just not in reach of the suckers. You know what I mean? I yeah. live my life different. I'm right. Like, you see me, I'm only too deep. And that's only because I needed somebody to drive me down here. Right. Other than that, I would have pulled up by myself. That's just me. Right. I ain't with all that. Yeah. I lost when I got around a million dudes. I got lost. I lost myself. Mm -hmm. I lost my finances. I lost my positions. I lost a lot. I ain't gained nothing but insight. You feel me? Yeah. It was a lot. I learned a lot. Yeah. So that's the only thing I could really touch on with that situation is because it's, it's a it's just not me. Right. It's just not me. I so what? So how did you meet ARA? And what what did you feel? What role you play in OBH? Because it just seemed uh, like you was just behind the scenes. You wasn't really. Was like was you in and out? Was you No, I ain't like, know them listen, I knew Leek. Mm -hmm. I would like to say since I was like 10, 11, 12, 13, that age range. Sandbox, basically. Right. But Leek migrated to my neighborhood because that's where his father was also at. Okay. But Ab's not from my neighborhood. I didn't meet Ab until like I'm 34, I didn't meet Ab until I was like 30, 30, yeah, until I was like So 30. four years ago. Yeah, I just yeah. yeah, I just like and, and if that if that, but right. yeah, I just like just But many. would you was did like was you a member, like do you feel like you was part of them? Uh yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, right. I definitely and I wasn't like mm -hmm. and nobody nobody listen, how you think people felt they was there for all them years from the beginning. Right. But then when, when I came in it was like they put me right on the forefront. Mm. That's because so they people too. was em envying you because of that. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Maybe you, you, you understand. Right. Yeah. I probably wouldn't because I don't got no hater. I probably just go do my own thing. If I seen you, if we build something from the ground up, and I seen you bring somebody in that ain't come from the ground up with us and put him at the top, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm definitely gonna go ahead. Mm -hmm. And but everybody play their own positions. Right. You know what I mean? They yeah. do what they do. You right. know what I mean? But yeah, I definitely was. <laughs> I definitely. I can't lie and say no. I wasn't a part. Yeah, you was um, part of it. Yeah, I definitely was part of. The, but when I was there, it wasn't that. That's another thing I always said. When what I was there, it wasn't all this stuff to get us indicted. Right. We were trying to figure out how to 
how to crush the Texas, how to crush South by Southwest, right. how to capitalize off of uh, the merchandise, yeah. how to capitalize off of mixtapes, what to do with this, what to do with that. We was trying to figure stuff out. Yeah. We was never, never, we wasn't sitting back trying to figure out, not while I was there. Okay. Before me and after me, that's another thing. But when I was there, it wasn't that. Okay. It wasn't a bunch of people that would now granted we did get into some situations and it, and you know those situations pushed us this way or pushed us that way but it was never it was never like man this is an organization man that wasn't a thought right that wasn't even a thought right you know what I mean yeah and I just think that whatever did them in it came from them okay. you know what I'm saying yeah like, I, I remember I did an interview to try to counteract an interview that Ab did. He did this interview, and he, in the interview, he talked about how he ran an army of men and how I had hundreds of hundreds of thousands of dollars. So he said, he mentioned me my name. He said you had hundreds of thousands of dollars right. that, he, that he put you on. No, he was just saying, and he still listened to me. At that point, I was done. It was like, yo, right. he just told the world I got money. Nobody right. knows I can have anything. Yeah. They don't know I have anything. Right. You I'm done with that. Right. They have no clue I have, I'm done. Yeah. And so, like, we was done. Like, it was a lot of situations like that. Him coming out with raps. Shady got the bricks, you know, that I copped to. Stuff like that that was going over people's heads. That they wasn't peeping. That they wasn't peeping, but that the people could probably peep, though. Yeah. I'm never going to go on there and say, yeah, I caught two bricks from Bug Z. No. No, bro. <laughs> you ain't supposed to do that. Right, exactly. You ain't supposed to do that. Especially if this possibly what's going on. Right. Right. So a lot of times in this generation, people basically be snitching on themselves. Yeah. Yeah, and then they want to point at everybody else when they go down. Right. You, you, you pretty much told on yourself about everything. Yeah. All they had to do is find, you laid all their cases out. Right. All they had to do was find what's that corroborating evidence or corroborating testimony. Yeah, and then that's it. You painted the picture for them. Right. The biggest picture, like the most gruesome, grisly picture you could paint. Right. You painted it. Right. That's the energy that you projected. Right. So then, when that energy, when the responsibilities of and we talked the, about energies too. Yeah, when the responsibilities come back for you to deal with that energy that you put out. You're looking at everybody crazy, and everybody is looking at everybody crazy. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. So it's like, look, bro, people, I was only, um, mm -hmm. I was a mere milestone okay. in the OBH story. Right. Way more to come before me. And way more to come after. Way more after me. I was just a milestone, bro. I was probably one of their biggest challenges, though. Because ain't nobody else, everybody else was just, man. Yeah, pretty much. And still like that to this day. There's a yes man, bro. I can't be around yes men. And I can't be a yes man. I'm sorry. Right. You feel me? Yeah. That's it. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, it wasn't all bad over there. It, was, it wasn't like death row over there, joint. It wasn't right, like... Right, like Suge Knight. And yeah, nah, it wasn't all bad over there, man. I just think that when the drugs came into play, right. when the money came into play, and when differences of opinions came into play... Uh, we was just forced to realize we really wasn't for each other. Right. Because it became more drugs, like per, like the syrup, mm -hmm. uh, pills, right. stuff. Not for me. I wasn't using. 
Yeah. Feel, I was smoking weed, but right. even with me, yeah. the weed was doing something to me. Right. You get what I'm saying? Because yeah. I'm smoking, I'm burning through like an ounce a day. I'm talking about I'm gassed up. Right. You feel me? Yeah. So it's like the weed was altering my decisions, my emotional state. You mm. feel me? I know it was because I don't, I don't usually do nothing, bro. I don't mm. drink. I don't do nothing. Right. So I know the I know the marijuana was messing with me. What I want to know is how does your faith in being a Muslim mm-hmm. go into all that? Because I mean, it's A-R-A-B a con- I'm in a, a constant state. And- I'm in a constant state as a Muslim. Dealing with life the way I'm dealing with life, bro. I'm in a constant state of regret. Right. Everything that I do just to make it right here on this earth, man, because of what I believe in, I'm in a constant state of regret. Okay. And sometimes, you know, what wins? What wins? Right. You know, you yeah. sometimes mm-hmm. the, what you believe in wins, you know, and then sometimes your desires win. You right. feel me? Yeah. But I'm always at a constant state. I'm always in like a constant state of regret or uh, what's that? Being ashamed, like because yeah. you know you know you, know you, you ain't supposed to be doing that right. because you trying to go to paradise, right. right? So it's no cutting the corner with this issue. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's no cutting the corner. It's just like right. It's no cutting the corner. It's not trying to make sugar. To, you can't turn shit to sugar. You nope. feel what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. So it is what it is. So I'm always in that constant state of regret. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I remember this distinctively. Um, in 2002, it was an N one game, mm-hmm. and a lot of people of this generation might not know your brother L A. But I knew about. Him. I knew of him. I didn't mm-hmm. never meet him, but I know he was amongst the hip hop circles because of right. Young Chris. So tell me about that time when you got that call, and what was your first thoughts? And just take me back to that day, cause there was it was it was a trauma time. Like it was like, damn, we right, could, so I, I actually, couldn't believe. I actually got called the next day. The next day. All right, because so, I was locked up. Right. All that stuff going on. Uh, I still to this day really don't know what happened. As you got as, stories from people, but you yeah. don't really know the truth. No, nobody came to me. Nobody who has come to me who was there at nobody has come to me with young the truth. Chris. Nobody no. need for nobody. No, no. They can't never say we had this conversation. Wow. We've never had this conversation. And people don't understand where my gripe is at, what what a lot was going on between me and C or me and Neef. Yeah. They couldn't understand where I... And, and me and the whole state property, I felt like, because I felt like uh, mm-hmm. that's just me. As right. a kid, I grow older, I see different things a little differently, but I just felt like my brother died for nothing. Right. If If... I feel like he died for his friends, and if his friends would have carried him right, he would have been alive. No, I feel like his dying was for something. Okay. If they honored him. Right. If they they didn't honor Honor him, he died for nothing. Right. Uh, I don't have no problems with Chris. I don't have any problems with Neef. Okay. I just won't ever do, we just won't never do each other ever again. Because of that situation? No, just because over the years I gave him, I, I left the room and I left the door open and the room open for it always to be some type of real relationship. But every time something went wrong in a the relationship, they tried to blame me. Shady's tripping, Shady's going crazy, Shady's this, Shady's that. And they kind of like beat me to the punch. And that's the popularity shit. They'll, they'll be planting seeds of dissension behind my back and I don't even know. 
Mm. You feel me? So yeah. by the time I go to voice my valid opinion, right. it's already being dismissed because they already spread all these words about me being crazy. So did you go off on Young Chris? Because was it a time where you there was it there a time where you had to have a conversation with him and went off and told the truth about what really happened or how you felt as a brother? Yeah, it's been a lot of times I went off in private. They was the first see they don't like the social media stuff, but mind you, think back all the way to when they dropped Tough Love. They was the first ones that brought our personal problems to records. They put it on the record. They, they did? Yeah, they told them, I'm Peaches, that's where you can reach us. And that whole verse right there where they try to say, I love you like a brother, so I try to take your brother in. He be on some other shit. He talking about me. So they was the first ones to publicize. Damn, I did not know that. Yeah. Yo, um, wow. Yeah, yeah, so they was the first ones to, oh, to publicize. Man. How they That's felt about crazy. me, or it, it gave gave the world a glimpse of how I may have felt. Like right. the, the conversation between me and Chris was private. How about I kill your big brother so you could see how I feel? Right. That was me pleading with him to understand. Like, damn dog, understand yeah. how I feel. But as Did you, you get ever older, put anything on wax yourself about how you felt? I have a, I have a couple times. Okay. Like, uh, they call it a diss, but it's really not a diss. It's me, it's me clarifying things. You know, uh, I got I got a song called 4 p.m. in Nice Town. Uh, that's when I talk about how I feel with Chris and Eve. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, bro. I just feel like my brother died for nothing. Yeah. Yeah, straight And like you that. know what's crazy? I always felt like, well, damn, why hasn't Chris... And you done a song together just to... We did do two songs. We did oh, you did? Four songs together. We actually got four songs together, too. But was, was it anything, um, the memory of your of your brother? Uh, nah. It, it, actually, one of my biggest songs to date, Running, Chris was supposed to be on there. That's why on the hook I say, first they took my nigga Neil, then they took my brother from me. Then they took my nigga Jigga. I feel like I'm running from it. Fell in love with Cardio. I feel like I'm, I think I'm a runner summer. They deserve to hear it. This, this is what they wanted from us. Mm. It was supposed to be Chris on that song, too. Okay, but he... He, he never pulled through, and I f- ended up finishing the song. Yeah, he never When the last time you talked to him? Uh, Chris. Whenever D. Jones had mm-hmm. his, his life as they just recently. Okay. Uh, LP was down there on the block where he put me and Chris on the FaceTime together. But that was about it. And you battled LP. Yeah, I did battle LP. Yeah. In front of Jigger. Yeah, it was. It was all of them was in there. A lot of people was in that trailer. And who won the battle? Uh, I w- I would hope I did. <laughs> I don't remember LP though, but defend. I blanked out because. Oh, you did. Yeah, I blanked out because mm. all I knew was in my head. I'm a I'm a kid. I'm like 16. Mm. Right. All I'm knew all I know is don't run out of raps. Right. And the last thing I remember, like, from that whole thing was somebody grabbed me and was like, that's it, shorty, that's it, shorty. You good? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I remember LP gripping me and grabbing me and showing me love. So I ain't yeah. even, it wasn't even about who won. You yeah. Got, the question you should ask me is, did I survive? Did you survive? Yeah, hell yeah, I survived that drink. Oh, all right. Yeah, because I ain't know. <laughs> I just knew this nigga just came in here and called out some great and guys. And what did Jigger say about it? Who was, uh, who was Jigger? Did Jigger have I don't you? remember. Okay. I don't remember because he didn't, right. even though he was Jay-Z at the time still, I was right. I was a little kid and I really didn't understand. The totality of the moment. Yeah, I understand that. Right. Seagull was there. Okay. Uh, I don't know if they remember this or not, but 
they always there. It was eating. It was on like a set break. Okay. Uh, even though what we do is wrong video. And it was like a break. Right. And yeah, so that was dope. Freeway was there. Okay. Everybody was there, bro. Everybody <laughs> it reminds you, it, it made me think about when they this Nas and, and, and Jada and all of them. On Hot 97 when everybody was in the building. Oh, yeah. And then they went up to Battle Cassidy. Right. Freeway went to Battle Cassidy that same night. Right. Yeah, yeah they was that. they was burnt out. Mm -hmm. They was they was burnt out. I uh I I know a lot. I know a lot uh mm -hmm. know a lot of history. Right. Bro. I know. But it's like I just chill. <laughs> <laughs> he said I don't get I don't let the I don't put it out there too much. I just keep it on chill. Yeah, because I was around for a lot of stuff. There's people even forget you was around because they be so focused on their role in the part. Like Lil Bro was just telling me some shit. He was telling me like uh Yo, bro, do you remember when we went up here and we stayed here for three days? I'm like, bro, mm -hmm. I was in the Matrix. He was like, but then we came back this way and we stopped at this store and we went and blew a bag in this. I said, I do remember that. He said, that was where we was coming from. We stayed up there for three days. Right. So I be blacking out on certain stuff, man. Yeah. I blacks, I do. I blacks okay. out. Damn. Yeah, I, I, I blacks out. Now, recently, shout out to Johnny with the Mac. You mm -hmm. battled Joey Jahad on Instagram. Was so that a battle? I mean, y'all was going back and forth song for song, but I just Shout wanted. Out to Joy <laughs> I just want to know what you thought about that battle, and also your trend setting. You, what what trends do you feel like you set, but you don't get credit for? <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get with the Joy. When we get with the Joy Jahad one first, those yeah. two different. Yeah, two different. Yeah. All right, so as far as like with Joy Jahad, and I'm mm. not being like. Political or diplomatic or none of that. I'm just being honest. Me and Joey sat back one day and he said, bro, I want to share my platform with you. I want the people to understand how how, how hot you is. Okay. And this is how we're going to do it. We're going right. to set it up like we're going back and forth. Okay. And we're going to build it up. But right. while they listening to my shit, they're going to have to listen to your shit. Right. That That's it. That's, okay, that's that how we it. went with me and Hattie. So okay. we piped it up like that. Mm -hmm. And they got to hear me. Right. And I appreciate that. Yeah. That's so I ain't had he ain't lose, I ain't lose. Right. It was for the culture. Yeah, he he this was single handedly engineered by Hattie. Okay. Just him wanting to look out for me. I love that guy, bro. That's what's up. Real shit. That's Shout what it was. It was it was him sharing his platform. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's why good. it was like it was like and it wasn't set up for me to win. It wasn't set up for me to win in the sense of beating him. It was set up. the the the, the whole thing was set up in the uh, under the guise of to, for me to win over new fans. Right. And that's what happened. Okay. That's what happened. Okay. So. Now tell me about the trends that you feel like you you set in the city, but never get credit for it. Oh, I can't really say I set the trends. Let me let me think about this, man. I never really, mm -hmm. I never really. Uh, Paid it no mind, mm -hmm. but I know the whole California wave. I really perfected that. Oh, for real? Yeah, when everybody was going to ATL and mm -hmm. Miami, you was going to Cali. I was in Cali killing them. I was giving them different looks. I was the only rapper that was in Cali on vacay permanently, though. The other rapper that lived there from Philly is Santos. But far as like outside, right. man, I was in Cali, bro. Yeah, in Cali, like everybody was talking <laughs> shit from a corner. 
in Philly, and I was talking shit from under a palm tree in Cali. <laughs> <laughs> like, you feel me? It's like, like <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So, it was like, it was different. I was in Cali, and I know right. some people, they be like, that ain't shit. Well, it is something right. from a little guy from North Philly. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? Right. And I'm out there. I ain't on nobody else's ticket. I ain't waiting for nobody to send me no money. I'm out there doing me. I had cribs, cars, money. I had mm -hmm. a whole different life out there. Right. So it was like, <laughs> that's definitely the trend I started. People okay. starting to understand. They starting to understand. Yeah. That was one of the trends I started. The whole risk taking thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I put everybody up to the risk. You know what I mean? Whatever risk they was taking, I put them in that mentality to take that risk. With the risk takers. Okay. Uh, yeah, I definitely put them in that mentality. The trendsetters was more so, that was the name of my clothing store. Yeah, tell me about that. But All right, you so, originated that name? Yeah, yeah. It was like trendsetters. It was setting the trends for this. It was a clothing store I had in York, Pennsylvania. It was the only other black-owned operated uh, clothing store. And people from Philly Current. was driving up there? Yeah, people from all over was driving up. Okay. People was all, bro, I didn't even know what I had. I had a gold mine and they didn't even dig it. Damn. I ain't, I ain't even dig it. I was paying attention to so much other stuff. I did like 60000 off T-shirts in like four months, just T-shirts, just different kind of T-shirts. I did like 60000 bro, in sales. Because you in my payment gate, you could, you could tally everything up. You could separate and see right. what you selling the most, T-shirts, hats, blue shirts. It was all types of stuff like that. Right. So, yeah, I, did, I was doing numbers in that store. Okay. I did numbers. Yeah. Uh, so the business thing is one of the things I, I've always pushed for. I would say, I wouldn't say I set the trend with that, but they know me. That's one of my trademarks is entrepreneurship. Right. You feel me? And a lot of people that came after you, you felt like they kind of like stole your blueprint? Uh, or they peeped your blueprint and then they went off and did it. Yeah, I don't think they, I don't think they stole it. I hope they would, I hope they would take from it and go okay. perfect it. Okay. Yeah, I, that's what it was. I never hide the game. Right. I never hide the game, bro. I give him the game. Right, and that's it. Yeah, I give him the game, bro. What you okay. gonna do with it is what you gonna do with it. I give you the game. You know what I mean? Step yeah. by step of how yeah. was you know, I'm all I'm a student every day. I'm learning I'm learning stuff day by day. So Yeah. You know what I mean? I just learned where we was at today. <laughs> true. <laughs> you know I mean? True, true. Now what I wanna ask you, bro, is do you feel like you the kryptonite for other people's superheroes? Like you had a situation with Dean from the Chaser. Mm -hmm. You had a situation with AR Ad. Then you explained not too long ago about young Chris. And everybody looks up to these people and they're like they're superheroes. But when you come out, you keep it real and you kinda like I won't say expose them, but you try to give the truth about people that look up to these people. Let me say this about Dean. Dean. Yeah. Yeah, how did that start? Like what? Uh I I just want to clarify this and this ain't me copping no please and nothing. This is just real. Mm -hmm. Bro, a lot of stuff that we do when we younger, we be still like Dean was on another level. When you did what you did to him. Yeah, and I ain't even I ain't understand that level because I ain't hit that level yet. If I would have hit that level mm -hmm. before I hit him, I wouldn't have hit him. I would have hollered at it. Right. Because it was for bigger stakes. Okay. If I would have knew everything that was going, domino effect that was going to come behind all that, I would have never did that dumb ass shit. So who first hollered at you from the chases when you did it? Like, uh, who hit you up? Nobody hit me up. They, hit, they started hitting everybody else up. 
ain't know none of them for hit me up. This wasn't about the chases. What was this about? This was about me and Dean. Me and Dean friends. Our friendship ain't start with him and them. Dean used to be over here and, and with Chris and them too. Oh. Right. So that shit crazy, man. It's so everything is connected. Yeah, right. So Dean was from Dean is from Nightstown. And from up there, them Johnson Homes, whatever that is. He from up that end too. So you had an issue with him outside of it ain't had nothing to do with me and them. Nothing. Nothing to do with them, bro. Nothing. It was a separate incident. Yeah. But you don't want to share it. Nah, because I was wrong though. My perspective on or I'm, I'm gonna give it to you. At the time, the way I felt about Dean, it was compromised on from my end and from his end. We was locked up and I'm sharing all it's my man though. It's my man before we get locked up, any of that. This my man from the street. This my man. Okay. If something pop off, they know I gotta pop off with him. Okay. They know we got pop off together. This is my man. Right. I'm sharing all my personal business with him, my plans, my you know, my everything. This is my man. We right. we in jail. Right hand man. Nah, I wouldn't say right hand man, but this my, that's my guy. This your guy. This folks. Right. I go down to a jail on writ. Mm-hmm. When I go down to the jail on writ, a couple of old heads asking me. You know, where you at? I'm like, I'm up, I'm mm-hmm. up such and such. They're right. like, go oh, all right. Mm-hmm. Homeboy up there watching. Right. I say, watching for what? They talking about Dean. I said, watching for what? That's my man. No, yeah. Shady, you got to watch him because he be with old boy and old boy be with him. But he was trying to tell me his little watching, bro. He be with Meek and Meek got the ball around, Spade. You understand what I'm saying? Right. He got the ball around. I said, he be with he be with me. He don't even know me. That's what I'm saying to my Right, head. to yourself. Okay. But I don't know nothing about their relationship, though. This ain't like, I'm saying, in my head. You don't, you don't know me. I don't know him, and he don't know him. Right. You get what I'm saying? Okay. But the whole time, they warning me. Shady, listen. Right. You know, niggas can line you right up from the pen. As soon as you come out the pen, you're done. Right. Who else can line you up? Your enemies don't know nothing about you, so who know? Your, your folks know. Your friends. Right. So I went to them. Hey, what's up, man? Boo, boo, boo. You know anything about... Uh... Me? No. I said, I said, you know anything about uh, mm-hmm. homeboy? Right. No, that's my cousin, man. Mm. He said, that's my cousin, man. Right. I said, well, all right. So I left it there. Okay. I ain't really like the answer. Because mm. I feel as though... He was lying. No, I just feel as though it wasn't. I didn't even think that hard. I'm thinking in my head, why you ain't been telling me that? Why so this you, whole time you had it. Why you ain't you telling me homeboy somewhere in the picture? Right. So I left it alone. I just stopped sharing information with him. That was right. it. Just stopped sharing information with him. He go home. I told him I had more time than when I had. Okay. I ain't want a nigga putting me together like that. Right. I come home. I get in contact with him. Yeah. Uh, we cool. We talk. That was it. I bring it up to Chris and Eve that I talked to such and such. Right. And they went in on him. No, nah, man, don't fuck with that nigga. Uh, he, he would do, he would do. That's what they telling me. At the right. time, I don't know nothing about this Instagram stuff. Right. You feel me? Mm-hmm. He would do. So they go and they pull up the pictures with him and homeboy. I said, damn, why this nigga? So I call him. I said, damn, bro. 
Mm-hmm. You told me you don't be around this boy. What's what's up with the? Right. He talking about shady. Uh, I'm playing chess. You playing checkers. I said, motherfucker. All right, okay. Right. Who are you talking to? What the fuck? <laughs> you talking this nonsense, man? Right. <laughs> it's mobs to talk. Yeah. Chess and checkers. Like, come on, man. Right. So, uh, I determined right then and there that when I see him, I'm gonna punch on him. That's what I said to myself. You so, regret it though. Yeah, dog. Yeah. Yeah, because when I think back on shit now, it's like, dog, I just want to let niggas be. If you want to fuck with niggas that I, you know you, I can't fuck with. Right, that's go, on you. Yeah, go ahead, dog. Right. I wish you the best over there. Right. And if we ever got to face each other, I'm going to face you like I never stood with you. Right. You feel me? Yeah. Just in the story, like... I'm just at that point in my life where I'm just letting people be, bro. Yeah. Like real shit. Right. I got a lot of stuff on the plate. A lot right. of good stuff. Yeah. And if I focus on, keep focusing on everything, Bad up, shit. I ain't going to never break the cycles I got to break in my own family. Right. I'm keeping it a buck. Yeah. You know what I mean? So right. with the situation with Dean, I, like I said, I regret it so much. It's because social media, mm-hmm. that shit did a lot to him. Right. In ways that I couldn't imagine. He ain't never really shake back after that. Nope. He yeah. didn't. He ain't deserved it. Not at all. No. Real and shit. then AR Ad was chumping him and He wasn't chumping him. And I ain't, he wasn't chumping him, bro. You gotta figure. Right. They trapped him in the store. It was three of them. Right. How the, how he get out the store, bro? How he get out the store? Right. It's three of them. <laughs> Fuck. What's three of them, yeah, bro? He says three of them. Come on, man. <laughs> like, when people be so amped up off of names, they don't right. even take account of what's really in front of them. Right. It's three of us. It's one of them. He's in the store. We walking in the in store. store. In the story, bro. <laughs> Fuck. He <Yeah>, died. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. So, tell me. All right. Before we go, bro, I want you to tell me about what you got coming up next. But before we go, I do want your thoughts on Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion with the WAP video and the, all the backlash it got. But when Easy e and N.W.A. came out with She Swallow It and Degrading Women, they court backlash. But I think that Cardi B and Megan, why do you think it's a double standard when a woman give it up versus when a man give it up in hip-hop? Uh... It's not really a double standard. If we heard a man rapping about his genitalia, we, we would turn it off. We would. If you heard me talking about my stroke. But NWA, that's what they was rapping about and she swallowed it. I'm saying that that's a different time and a different era. But it's still it's still the principle though. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean the principle is always gonna be there. Right. It's just like any if we live in a uh, what you call that, a misogynistic world. Right. The, <laughs> look at the WNBA and the NBA. True. It's still, you know, you yeah. look at the pay, look at the the pay difference. Yeah, yeah look right. at the pay differential. It's like that one of the NBA, ten of the top NBA players' uh, salary uh, NBA is more players, than a whole. WNBA. Probably, yeah, right, yeah, could fund the fund the whole WNBA for three seasons, probably. <sighs> and you know, crazy. you know, you get what I'm saying? So, yeah, absolutely, it's disproportionate. It's 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 gonna be like that. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> right. That's what's what. It, yeah. That's just life at this point here. Uh, Do you think I, they deserve the backlash? Do you feel like they... No. 
Okay. No, it, I mean it's, it's a song because you got the choice to not listen to it. Right. I mean, what what message? Do, I mean, how much of a role model do you want Cardi being and Megan making the be to your daughter? Right. For them to receive any backlash. Right. What at what point would you did you tell your daughter? Okay, it's okay to be like her. What did they do before that would set you up for a disappointment now? Right. They've been doing it. They've been popping pussy. Right. They they been popping ass. They yeah. been popping titties. Right. They popping. They popping it. That's all they doing. City That's, girls, everybody. So at what point in their career did you say, okay, daughter, you could be like her? Mm-hmm. And then when they drop that that song, right. At what point? Where did the disappointment come from? Because where was the bar set at for them to be disappointed or you know happy? Mm-hmm. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> you get what I'm saying. So I, it's like definitely. the song is the song. Whenever you Cardi B and make the stuff, oh, you know this Ray B a freaky ass song. Exactly. So the song we ain't already disa- knew it ain't was, disappointing at all, bro. It was it was exactly lived up to what it was supposed to be a freaky ass song. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what you got coming up, bro? Oh, so for for myself. Yeah. You go, <laughs> you going? <laughs> nah, I break it down. I break okay. it down. Uh, so right now, currently, I'm working on a mobile detail shop. Uh, I'm in the process that I just actually bought a cargo van today. Okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm I'm doing that, and that's just to show people, right. or not just to show people. It's a, it's 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 what's needed with me, cause I'm a hustler, bro. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So anything I could do, this is something that I could do that I could perfect, and then bring my family members in. Okay. My my nephews. My nieces, my son, my right. daughters. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. This is something that I could do and right. I could bring my folks in. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as with the music, what I have going on is I'm in the process of dropping Heart of a Lion 2. Okay. Thus far, I've dropped Soul of a Legend 1, Soul of a Legend 2, and Heart of a Lion 1. Okay. So within the next uh, 30 to 60 days, I'll be dropping Heart of a Lion 2. So okay. it's just... I'm just wrapping everything up far as like with the mastering. Yeah, yeah, I might have to go on a little a spree with the videos. I'm gonna have to probably shoot like seven in seven days. Okay. Something like that. That's how I work though. Yeah. I work like that. So just to get just to get everything ready for this project. I'm rolling everything out. I'm gonna get it in the jails and everything. That's dope. So it's uh I definitely got a lot going on. I'm bringing the merchandise back. Mm -hmm. I'm behind closed doors. Uh Working on merch and things like that. So everything with me is a process. Yeah. And these little two years I took off, it was for clarification. Uh, now I see things totally differently, and I yeah. and I can't. I ain't let nobody take me off that. Right. You feel me? You staying focused. Yeah, I'm staying focused, bro. Appreciate it. Well, this is your boy DJ Bugsy. This is Do of Hip Hop Podcast. I appreciate my man Trent Shady coming through. You know what I'm saying? Um, make sure you keep it hip hop. Make sure you check out Do of Hip Hop Podcast on all streaming platforms. Make sure you follow us at Do of Hip Hop Pod. Follow me, DJ Bugsy215. Keep it hip hop. Peace. <laughs>